Good morning. It's the weekend with Ken. News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. It is, yeah. Well, you know, we're a few days away from December 8th, the station's uh, 75th anniversary, and it's been nice to hear the tributes and the memories about the station from both uh, CJAD alumni and uh, Montrealers who've been longtime listeners. And there's uh, no shortage of people working in this building who have a history with CJAD 800, like Mitch Melnick, who uh, talks sports and plays great music weekday afternoons on TSN 690, and he's on the line. Good morning, Mitch. Good morning, Ken. How you doing? I'm good. Nice to have you on the show. You know, even though you and I I grew up not too far from each other, uh, you and Chamonix, me and Saint Laurent, and we likely crossed paths either at Belmont Park or at Jerry Park in the 1970s. <laughs> I, I first heard your name listening to CJAD. When did you start there? It was uh, July 1982. Uh, I had uh, been working at CFCF Radio, and um, I was doing a lot of part-time fill-in work and uh, heading towards... Uh, heading toward and I was having a lot of fun because mm. I did have some spare time but I was uh, I knew I was headed towards a full-time job there and Bob Dunn called me he was the sports director at CJD and I loved Bob Dunn I didn't know him but he had been the Expos beat writer in the uh, in the 70s um, and uh, we met he told me what he had in mind full-time job uh, I loved everything about it he mentioned the money <laughs> it was like wait a minute um, I can make more doing part-time work where I am. Uh, so he, he, you know, he, he added a few dollars that still wasn't very much. He weren't in it for the money back then. And, yeah. and that's when I started July of 82. And then a month later, a kid named Nellie Price walked through the door. And the rest is history. Butch and Sundance. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Mitch. Uh, and so in 82 had, uh, the company and the stations already made the move from mountain street to fort street. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was a little disappointed because, you know, the fourth street was kind of new and I liked, I liked the history. I knew radio. I, uh, I, I had been in the building once. I think Bob Lamley brought me in there when I was working at CKO, um, for some kind of tour. Rob, uh, Bob Viro set it up. And, uh, to me, it was like right out of all those old movies I used to watch about newspapers, you know, newspaper theme movies. And, and I kind of liked that vibe and I, I got into Ford and uh, there was nothing wrong with it. It was just so new. And uh, so I felt I missed something, not, not working on Mountain Street. Right. We're chatting with Mitch Melnick about the CJD and his time there as we uh, mark our 75th anniversary in a couple of days. Mitch, I talked to Aaron Rand uh, not too long ago about uh, his early days at CJD and he too mentioned Bob Dunn. And uh, he said, no, you know, he, he was really high on the guy. Tell me a bit more about him and his impact on you. First and foremost, he was a journalist. He really taught me what it was like to be a journalist. And for example, he stressed that no matter what the post-game event was, we had to we had to make sure we did one-on-one interviews because he he started the broadcast day before the Balkan show in the morning. Bob had his own half-hour show. It was five thirty to six, mm. and it was a sports magazine show, and it's one of the first of its kind in the city. And what he would do, his reporters, he would run one-on-one, brief one-on-one post-game interviews from the night before. He didn't want scrum clips. We had to learn to ask the right questions to keep it rolling, like not a one and out, right? We had to do our own interviews. And, and, and sometimes it was, uh, it was challenging to do that. And, but uh, eventually, some of the older guys who resented these kids you know, kind of dominating scrums, they realized that we, we knew what we were talking about. We asked good questions. And that was a great learning experience. And, and he also recognized uh, our strengths and weaknesses as, as people. 
like he knew I was kind of a free spirit and that never, ever got in the way. He didn't, you know, very early on in your career when you have no weight to throw around, uh, you know, some people would might try to harness you a little more, mm-hmm. uh, but he never did. He, he let me be myself and I'm forever grateful for that. So what were you doing in those, uh, those uh, early uh, days in the 1980s in terms of on air work? Uh, a lot of reporting. Um, uh, I hosted a show. It was called sports digest. And it was on in the evenings. It was on from seven to eight. And it was a magazine style show. It wasn't a talk show. It was a magazine style show. I anchored it. And my contributors were Elliot Price and Chris Cuthbert. Oh, How about that? Yeah. That's a pretty good sports department. No kidding. And uh, what we did was uh, we, we, you know, we had discussion. It was, we had occasional roundtable discussions, uh, but we did interviews, most of them live. Uh, sometimes we had to tape interviews. I remember waking several hockey players up in their hotel rooms on the road. <laughs> Imagine trying to do that now. And uh, so I did that for a while. I anchored during the Jack Finnegan show. I anchored sports in the afternoon through most of the 80s, filled in in the morning for Ted when he was away, which was often uh, working with George. So uh, I, I got to know all of the, uh, you know, the stars of, of CJD so well and um, hung out in the newsroom with uh, Gordon Atkinson was one of my favorites, a tremendous storyteller, just uh, somebody I had seen. I always got a kick out of watching Gordon Atkinson doing sports on CBC late night in a leather jacket. <laughs> and he was another, he was another kind of iconoclast that uh, I, uh, I gravitated towards. I, I learned so much by listening back then. Boy, uh, you know, just to drop in a sports analogy here, that lineup at AD in the early 1980s, that's, you know, that's the, that's the 1927 Yankees there. <laughs> yeah. Balkan and, and Finnegan. And eventually I remember uh, Melanie King um, ended up doing uh doing an evening show and but and but I was getting a little bored because I was getting restless and I was making a name for myself and I was getting a lot of valuable airtime but I want to do a talk show there was no sports talk right uh at the time you know the the, the, the heydays of, of Ted Teven had come and gone and we were without a sports talk show in in Montreal in English for the longest time and uh they finally I just drove Rob Ray crazy um a lot of them didn't see the need for it. Gort Sinclair wanted, and I love Gort. Uh, there's another name from the 27 Yankees. Uh, he he wanted whatever extra airtime was available. He wanted for his department, right. for the news department. But uh, I thought there was a need for for some sports talk, and I finally got the opportunity to do that. Just wrapping up with Mitch Melnick from TSN 690. He spent some time uh, early on in his career over at, uh, well, here at CJD uh, 800. Mitch, uh, like a lot of uh, homes and families uh, in English Montreal, I imagine uh, the radio, some radio in the house was always on AD when you were growing up in Chamonix? Nope. Hate to break it to you. (laughs) (laughs) We were a CFCF radio, uh, CFCF radio, and it wasn't, it wasn't me. It was, you know, my mom, most of the time, my dad was on the road a lot and it was most, occasionally I'd hear uh, a newscast, but I, I honestly uh, grew up, I can remember hearing Dave Boxer's voice in the mid sixties. And uh, so I was a, I was a CFCF radio guy, but I, I, I got to tell you, my parents were so damn proud when I started working full time at CJD and the, the, it never moved for 11 years. That dial never moved from 800 he doesn't pull any punches he never has a mitch melnick mitch thanks for sharing some memories been a good chat oh thank you ken uh, very very proud to be uh, associated with the history of cjd it means a lot